0: So, uh, my name is Joseph Sutherland in English. I was born in 1977 out in uh, Hurst, Ontario, Canada. So I grew up in a reservation called uh, Constance Lake, Ontario. My father's name is uh, Jean Gijik. He passed away in 2002. His name is a. Uh, Then after that, after when we have a relative that passes away, we call them zhanigizik, and we had the word bun at the end, zhanigizik bun. So, as Anishinaabe people, we uh, our relatives are still here with us, even though that their 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 bodies are no longer here. So, so as we uh, uh, still communicate with them, we still talk to them, we still you know have a relationship with them. So, it was always part of our culture. A lot of our ancestors, like my grandfather, grandmother. Great, great grandfather, great, great grandfather—they're—they're they're still here with us. They're the presence of their their life, their their story—we keep that keep that alive. That fire, with you know, we honor that as as a people. You know, we have stories. Of, I have a lot of stories about my grandfather, my my great grandfather, his name. And uh, when when we uh, when I honor them, you know, I, I put out a, a feast. I'll 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 celebrate with them. Um, I'll gather my family. You know, my brother and sisters, my mother we'll all gather and we'll celebrate life with them. So, that's how we say celebrate. It's a really funny word. Huh? Everybody want to try to say that? Yeah, it's a really funny word. I always thought that was funny. When I was a little boy, I always thought that. That's a really funny word. So, How to say a celebration in Ujibwe or Anishinaabe Moons. So, uh, celebrating life is, uh, every day, you know, to honor life, to, uh, Understand that we're we're more spirit spiritual beings, and we're here every day uh, We're having this temporal human experience here in this world. We're here to experience what we see in front of us right now, so the good parts to be able to uh to see a child born, to hold that baby, to nurture that child to even to be ourselves to be nurtured, and also to the hardships that come with life, to experience all the the suffering too so there's always a balance you know. Everything, a lot of times life is great and sometimes life will be bad. That's part of that ceremony. So, to be able to, uh, to endure those things. So, um, so we're, we're spiritual beings. We're here to learn those things, learn everything about life. And as Anishinaabe people, we have a relationship with everything. Like the tree in Mitikwak, meanwhile, we gwasi Mitik. That tree there helped uh, get the Anishinaabe, Wisconsin, helped our ancestors a long time ago and still continue helping our people. Because uh, we have a relationship with the trees. The trees have a relationship with us. When we breed, we breed out oxygen, we, we give them medicine. And when they produce oxygen, too. So, and When we have that relationship and also the roots, the roots of that tree, we understand that there's a world underneath the ground, too. So a lot of things happening in the ground. A lot of things. And we, we understand there's a world underneath there, too. We, we As Anishinaabe people, we call it the fort layer. Fort layers, of, uh, there's a different... Uh, Stages of life there that happen, even in, in, in the four layer above, in, in the in the in the world. So we always remember those four layers, four layers above, four four layers below, and they're all part of like life, like a uh, wabanang, you know, wabanang. when we first open our eyes, when we're first born into this world, and jawanang uh, is when we experience life, nagabe when things start to uh, when we go when we get ready to go home, when things start to slow down. And uh, we have giwe, you know, giwe tenang, to go home. If an elder will tell you, maja giwe, they're telling you go home. So that's what they're saying. So that's why we have wabanang, Nagabi nagabianang, giwe tenangang. Those are just not directions for us. They're, they're teaching behind each one of them. And they're, and they're about life. Like like we have bama path the sun. Wabanang to That's That's our life trail here we're living right now. Then when we send somebody off home, we send them from... Zhao Nung to That's how we send people home. So we, they follow that trail. So we, uh, as Anishinaabe people, in our language encodes our culture you know, and within the language. When we understand uh, the language in depth, we know our, our culture is still alive in there. The, the language is is a, is a spirit. It came from all those, uh, all those in the woods in opening. Those animals taught us sound. Those animals taught us all sound and how to speak, and that's where our, our language is derived from from our environment, the crippling of the trees and now we have new words like uh, like a chicken you know what 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 sound does the chicken make in the morning so that's the reason why we call a chicken in Ojibwe ba bak aqua or ork you know a chicken that's what, at ba aqua uh, the chicken makes that sound right in the morning. you kak, and that's the reason why we make that sound too so uh with, we we imitate sounds too. And also, too, like uh, like we have a being, uh, the bear, uh, Mashkwa. So that's how, that's how I grew up saying it, Mashkwa. And we have the black bear, we call Makwa, the black bear. And we have the white bear, we call uh, Wabak, the polar bear. We have different other bears, so uh, different names for him, too. And uh, Mashkwa, the bear, for us, we understand him he, he being in our, in our, within our culture is the Nandwe. A Nandwe is a healer or a doctor. He was one of the Anita He was one of the first healers or doctors for for our our ancestors. He learned, um, she or she or he learned from from being in the earth. That's where that, that being was born, was born, uh, uh, <laughs> born within the earth. So in the Arazo we we say that uh, Nokomis, the the moon, she came here. She came here with medicine. She brought the first medicine, and that's the water. She brought that water here. You know, we say that she walked the earth. She she took care of the earth. She took care of her daughter, and she walked here. She she would coexist here. Then she left, and she told her daughter, "I'll I'll always be here to take care of life. I'll take care of you, take care of the water, and that's what she does. The moon, she's up there. She's taking care, taking still taking care of us. She's slowly, slowly, you know, floating away. So the the moon, um, she brought that first medicine, and and she brought those first. Uh, we say those first. Uh, Uh, life, like the medicine, Mashkikiwak, the plants, and she brought those plants, those plants are here, in the water, and she she told those plants, someday um, you'll have so much to do in this world, and those plants grew and grew, and so within the plants came from, came other species, like we call uh, the fish, the bear, so the bear, we say the bear came from the roots, that's where the bear was born, and in our Arzokan, so that's where that bear came from. That's the reason why the bear he goes back out into the woods and, and goes back into the into the ground, hibernates, goes back to where it's come from. And the bear uh, uh, teaches us how to uh, uh, to take care of ourselves, how to regulate ourselves. So in the winter months, Anishinaabe people within our culture we we, uh, we learn from the bear and how to how to live. So in the wintertime. That's the reason why we build like Waganogans, we, we stay inside the Waganogans, we stay there and rest. We collect food, you know, we ha- a lot, a lot of food we, we, we keep it we we also eat too we, we get ourselves nice and uh, uh, fat too so we understand that the, the the hard times are coming a lot of times in wintertime, we uh sleep we tell stories we uh we gather as a community and we uh share share a lot of knowledge with each other so we have that bear uh that bear was a very very amazing being for for anishinaabe people when, when within our stories about uh, wenabuju when Abujou uh, was born in this world, from two, people, two beings that loved each other, that were forbidden to be with each other. So the grandmother told that, that young, young girl, her daughter, don't, don't look into the West, you're no longer going to uh, have anything to do with that being. Because if you guys get together, you're, you're going to perish. And I don't want that. I want you to be her granddaughter. Uh, the moon really, Nokomis, uh, the moon, she really loved her granddaughter. Really loved her took care of her, nourished her, but uh, she really loved uh, that being in the West. So eventually that being, that didn't came, they ran off like any other teenager people would do, right? Within our within our narratives and all our narratives. I know we we're all younger and we, we were all love at one time and I'm pretty sure we all ran away with our, with our loved ones who all did that when they're younger. I'm just kidding, <laughs> so, so that's what they did. They, they ran off together, those two. And eventually um, when they got back, she was uh, pregnant and she said, "Oh no!" The grandmother was very concerned, very concerned that uh, that her granddaughter was pregnant. So uh, from there, it was time to give give birth. And this this woman, she gave birth to uh, just not just not many, too many beings. And eventually, she ended up uh, she ended up dying in the end. And uh, we say that the firstborn son was Magjush that came. And we say that Pogjush, the the other being that came, Jibai Bus, another being that was born and we say uh, the 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 storyteller and we had the the last one that was born was a uh, uh, so we remember that these stories so in some stories some communities like each story is different when you travel from community to community they just talk about wenabuju being born you know and, and some stories have wenabuju and gbaiabuus being born together so a lot of these stories uh they're not you know there's no right or wrong way when we tell our stories so a lot of our stories they, they they do mean a lot to all of us and where we come from. you know some people call uh, Wanabuju um, Nanabush, you know or 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 uh, some people call uh, Nanabuju or uh, gooseclap or or other names, so depending on where you come from so uh, or uh, Chakabish, you know it's another name people use, so I know the you know Jack, the the Ininuk, uh, in the north the the Illinois, they they use whiskey jock for for Wanabujo. So when eventually uh some stories have Wanabujo uh the mother walked in, and she got taken away by the by the western wind and she came back and she was bleeding. She was bleeding and a uh, and though and, and long time ago people use a uh, mat, right? Like uh, birch bark mats, pine mats. So within her lodge she had different mats and she bled on each mat. She bled on the on the birch bark. She bled on the the pine, she bled on all those wood on the ground. And from those, from then after she died, she died in the, in the lodge on the floor. And the grandmother was really upset. She uh, picked up her, her daughter, brought her daughter outside, and she mourned her daughter. And when she came into, back into the lodge, she said that uh, on the floor were these babies, where, where, where the blood fell onto the wood. So So we say that uh, when Buju was born on the Wigwasi, uh, on the birch park, that's where he was born. And that's the reason why Wanabuju uh, has a relationship with, with the birch bark. And the birch bark always protected Wanabujoo. And uh when Wanabuju was fighting the birch bark at one time, you know, Wanabuju he had uh, he had scabs in his butt because he, he hurt his butt one time and he was upset at his butt and he took he took that scabs and he threw it at that tree. He was really upset. So and we call that uh, that that uh, that medicine uh chaga in English, but we call it shutagan When I was a little boy I was like, Why are we gonna use that medicine for anyways? That scab, so from when butt. but, but uh, uh, I always find that hilarious. Being when I was younger, because it's a very, very powerful medicine. It's full of antioxidants and it's, uh, really, good, really good for the body. When, when uh, elders would drink that tea, they would, they would tease each other. You know, you go first. You know, you go first. You know, you'll have more. I'll give you more. So you know, they'll, they'll, they'll throw, uh, they'll throw a lot of that shatogan at each other. You know, so they'll even throw it at each other too. They'd be mm-hmm. playful. You know. So, and uh but you know they do it they do it in a nurturing way they do it in a loving way and and they uh keep that story alive that that spirit because uh when we look at Ado Khan, Ado Khan is just not a story it's it's a spirit that lives when i when i was growing up we had his elders that shared stories the reason why they said they kept the story they said i'm going to pass this story on to you so it can stay alive so it can live within you so we're going to give you life that's what the elder said a lot of those uh storytellers even with this ceremony, we're going to give you life. So that's what that story, these stories are life, giving people life. That, that story lives on. And as Anishinaabe people, a lot of these stories are, are living documents of history, culture, embedded. Here in uh, North America, we, we uh, as Anishinaabe people, within our story are Adazul We have a lot of Adazul Khan that, that shape the land here, and here in North America, right down to, the, right down to uh, St. Lawrence River, right down to Miami right down to the Gulf of Mexico. We have stories that took place down there too. So we have stories that, that happened in Quebec. We, we, uh, we witnessed this asteroid hitting the earth, causing this massive explosion. And uh, we, we say that a being came from out of that blast. There was a chief that was, was sad and depressed. He went out to that area, and he was going to end his life. But he met a being out there, and that being helped him out. Help him uh, gain his courage against. And we remember that that, that, that spirit we call uh, gwing gwing in Gwinguage, the, the, in, uh, if you want to really, the literal translation of that is the being that came from a falling star, the wolverine. So that's what that word translates to, Gwinguage. And we, we know the place where, where it happened. If you guys look in the map of, uh, if you guys go to Google Maps, if you guys look at Quebec, you'll see a part of Quebec right there. You'll see a big ring that hit the ground. And That's where it took place. So we we witnessed that happening. We, that's, our, that's where that story took place in that area. Also, too, we have a, a story where when buju travel from the east all the way to the west, we'll have places, name places too, like uh, Michigan. Michigan means uh, Michikan. Does anybody know what Michikan means? It's just a snapping turtle, right? One of the turtles. So that's what we call Michikan. missing the turtle island. That's we we lived there for for thousands and thousands of years after after the ice melted so and and formed the the great lakes we 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 as anishinaabe people we were here we witnessed the, the lakes being formed we witnessed lake winnipeg lake winnipeg was a massive lake really massive connect right to lake superior it was really massive that winnipeg so we watched that that the uh, ice melt so we have a story about that how that ice melts. So imagine our people living here for thousands and thousands of years, and documenting all these things that took place here in North America. Also, the forming of the of the of the mountains. You guys go up to uh, um, anybody ever been up to Thunder Bay? Thunder Bay has huge mountains, right up there. They're really beautiful, beautiful uh, landscapes up there, so especially r- right across uh, southern Ontario. A lot of the, the the you know southern Ontario is uh is like the range the, the range up here. But if you go down to uh, Southern Ontario, you go to a lot of the areas that's really rocky. You know, the rocks are just sticking out of the area. It just looks so, so foreign. You know, a lot of pine trees and, and there's a lot of crevice. It's very, very difficult to uh, maneuver if you're going to walk around. And you've got to ask yourself, how how did our ancestors navigate that area? You know, just like walking between these chairs, you know. And it's just re- It's really overwhelming to walk in there, all that vegetation and trees and so I always uh, find it very fascinating. Uh, when I'm walking through there, when I'm out there, uh, walking out in the woods out there, and humble myself, I said, "Our ancestors lived here. and This is really, really difficult because I'm out of breath." You yeah. know, even being a young person at the times, so being out there, just uh, imagining uh, what our people went through. When we a boujou played a huge part uh, a long time ago, we say that uh, the people were at war. You know, a lot of the nations. And uh, we say there's a being in the sky. bibuneke the winter maker. He disliked what everybody was doing. The winter maker disliked everybody. He said, don't fight, don't kill each other. He didn't didn't want none of that. bibuneke says, I'm going to fix them. I'm going to teach them all a lesson. And bibuneke he came down here and he blew his sacred breath onto the land. And as he was blowing the sacred breath, his breath got pushed back. Because all those banasiok nagamuga, agujing, all those birds were singing outside, singing their sacred song, pushing his breath back. Eventually, Bibunike, he came down, he took all the birds, snatched them all up, and he brought the birds back into the sky world where he lived, into his lodge, his Waganogan, Ishfemi, so up there. The Bibunike kept blowing his breath, and eventually, the snow got deeper and deeper as the people were fighting. Eventually, the snow got so deep, people stopped fighting. People got concerned what was taking place. Then the the snow got deeper and deeper higher, so high that it overwhelmed everything, and eventually everything was covered in, in snow miles high everything was just covered in snow, the people got pushed down south, so our people lived down there for for thousands and thousands of years and this now what we call the ice age that happened you know The Bibunike caused that caused that caused that massive massive freeze to end to end uh, the bloodshed that was taking place and eventually when it was getting colder and colder you know the, the snow was eventually catching up to the people the snow was rising rising and, and eventually uh, when abujo said we have to put a stop to this and when asked all the all all the all, all the beings who's going to come and help me up who's going to come help me and uh, uh end this uh event that's happening and eventually uh, these beings spoke up and the first being that spoke up was uh, uh ojik the, the fisher he says, "I'll help you out." So, if, we, if you if guys, anybody ever ca- encounter old jig, a fisher out in the woods, it's a little beautiful creature. They're very, very determined creatures, you know. They never give up. And if you, if they were ever to attack you, they'll, they'll, they will never, never stop because they're very determined. So, so you never want to encounter that little, that little determined creature out in the woods. So, and uh, another one is a uh, bijou. And uh, within the story, bijou, he had uh, he would look like my gun, the wolf, but he was a little smaller, you know. Bijou, he had a nice long snout. Nice, long, beautiful tail. Very, very long. So his tail was very, very long. Like super, super long. And he, and he loved his tail. He'd always carry his, carry his tail with him where he travels. So another being was uh, uh, Gog, the porcupine. And Gog had very, very strong legs. Very, very strong legs. So his legs were super strong. He was proud of his legs, Gog. So, And Gog was all, all just just you know, just pretty much bald. Had a little fur on there. So he's very, very proud So Gog. So, and another being was uh, Nagig, the otter. And those beings, they said, "Wenabouju will come with you, and we'll help you out. We'll get those uh, those spirits up there that sing their sacred song, so they can melt the the snow and ice." So, th- those beings, they went off with Wenabouju. They traveled, they traveled up to the coldest part, up to the highest part. And they, as soon as they got to the highest part, and said, "Who's going to go first? Biju said, "I'll go first. I'll go first, when I get up there, I'll let down my long tail and you guys can climb it. That's what Bijou said. And eventually, Bijou, he ran up that hill. He jumped. And eventually, Bijou was flying in the air, determined, you know. And Bijou, he hit a barrier there. He hit his face. His face hit that barrier. And now, Bijou's face is that way today. You guys ever see the, the lynx? How his face looked like a pancake? He had a nice long snout back then and Got pushed in, so and that's why he's that way today. And uh, Bijou, he came down like a gone onto the earth, we say, hit the earth, and he landed on that beautiful tail of his. And now he has that little stubby tail, so so and that's the way Bijou looks to, the, to this day. So, so we always remember Bijou and how he looked long time ago and look, look today. So, and also, too, we have another being, uh, Nagig, N- the, the otter. He said, I'll go, I'll, I'll help you out. And Nagig, he jumped, hit the barrier. But Nagig, he landed on his belly, slid down that that hillside along his belly. That's the reason why those Nagig. they like sliding on their bellies. Today. So I like going out in the woods sometimes, alongside uh, the the rivers, you know, in my canoe, and you'll see you'll see a lot of life out there on your canoe. So and you'll see a lot of otters. They'll play alongside the riverbanks. My my my, so my. one of my favorite pastimes is to uh, is to sit out there in the rivers and to watch those beings play, because you can learn so much from them they they're so uh, family oriented or, uh, orientated you know they take care of their they take care of each other if they see somebody somebody no shell they'll they'll swim beside the next person they'll give the person a shell so they're so lo- loving like that that's where our culture derived from from our environment you know we learn from those beings that that otter he was just doing he used his heart he used love and and that's very powerful the way we look at love is uh Love is not, it's not, it's not like a, something we can possess. Love is something we can offer. That's, that's uh, the way we look at it. And uh, as Anishinaabe people in our ceremonies, we have like our Medewin ceremonies. We, we, we offer love. You know, Love is the medicine that we give to each other. So, you know, we use our hearts. We shoot from our hearts through a mega shell in that lodge. So when somebody's sick, it was like let's say one of you guys went to the lodge, right? You're sitting in a lodge. You go there. You say, let's say that, uh, let's say that you stub your big toe. But you know, the lodge is about giving life, and we we use our our spirits to give life. So, and through that nigga shell and the, the otter, he taught us how to how to do that. The Otter taught us how to how to utilize it. If you watch that otter out there, he's he's having a ceremony, you know, each day, and that's where we learn those things. So uh, we learn our culture derives from our environments. So eventually uh, the next being that we're going to go was, uh, was uh, uh, Gog the porcupine. He ran up down that, that hillside and he jumped. Gog too hit that barrier and Gog, he came down like a chichiguan. So, so hard and he landed on his legs, breaking his legs. So that's the reason why Gog's that way today. You see Gog, he's out in the woods he's waddling. He waddles you know. He just waddles everywhere, so his legs broken. And every now and then, uh, uh, and, and, and Gog, he landed on the mud and he landed on those thorns, and that's why he had all those things the way he is today. So, And now, if you guys ever go out in the woods, you'll see Gog will climb up a tree, and Gog will just jump off, land on the ground, reenacting that story over and over and over. So so then uh, the last being up there was Wainabujou and uh, uh, Fisher. Fisher, he said, I'll go Wainabujou, you know, all, all our fellow beings that failed. Fisher, uh, O. jiggy, he, he jumped me jump, you know, over and over. And uh, so from there, he finally finally broke through the barrier, and we call that that hole that he made, bugno uh, gija hole in the sky. And from there, he helped Wainaboojo up. And after after he helped Wainaboojo up, oh went into the to the lodges, searched, went to every lodge, and he freed all the birds from each lodge. And all those birds they came up flying. And went and uh, Ojik told him, there's a hole over there, fly back into the world and, and sing your sacred breath. So all those, all those, all those birds, they flew back to Bhagavad the And they started singing their sacred song, but it wasn't, it wasn't enough. It was not enough for, the, for him to melt the ice. And when Abu Uzi, he, sh- he shook his head, he says, oh, I don't know how, how we're going to ever melt that ice. So, you know, the birds can't even do it with their sacred song. And he says, he sat there, he reflected, and at that time, Bibunike, he was really upset at the Ojig for freeing those birds. So, so Bibunike, he ran, he ran into his uh, his lodge, and he grabbed his arrows, put his arrows on, and he ran. He was running after Ojig, Ojig was being chased by Bibunike, and Bibunike was shooting his arrows. And eventually, Ojig, he jumped into Bugnogijik, and eventually, Ojig got shot seven times in midair. And now we see Ojig up there in the sky still. The Big Dipper, the seasonal constellation. So that seasonal constellation of Ojig up there in the night skies. So when Ojig, when O-Jig is jumping, he gets shot, and eventually the blood rains down onto the ground, causing the leaves turning orange and red in the fall time. So that's the time. So when Ojig gets shot, then after that, that story plays out year every year. Seasonal constellation. We always remember his story, his sacrifice. And in what he did and we keep that story alive, we always tell his story. And like I said, our, our stories are our, our living documents, living history that, that we tell year after year.